around a little longer. Yeah. And we're also seeing the same thing happen with the average sales price. You know, average sales price in 2021 was 224. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's right. 224 and average price th this year is 265. Wow, so that's increased also. Yeah. And you know, for August August 22 over August 21, 260 is average sales price versus August 21 is 237. So that's a huge increase. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. Definitely. Well, it, you know, that's some positive news with what's going on. Yeah. You know, how what concerns are you ha hearing out of people when you go to a listing appointment or when you talk to a buyer? Well, I mean, everybody, I think, listens to the news and all this stuff, and I think it's not great news. That's not the reality. I mean, where houses are still selling, you know, um, I think we've sold six or eight houses this month, and they've all sold in a day or two and all had multiple offers. And so, yeah, you know, there's still an awful lot of good stuff happening in our market. Yeah. Are you seeing where... So back kind of in the day, a lot of times the seller would offer a concession. And mm -hmm. a concession is when they will offer um, or the buyer might request that the seller pay closing costs or, you know, do something for some repairs or something along those lines. Are you seeing that coming back a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, we are seeing that. And, you know, the, so the good news out there for people that tried to participate in the market last year, you know, the big thing we had last year was a lot of cash offers. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing a lot of people that are getting financing, being able to be competitive because there's less cash offers right now. Okay. So we're seeing uh, people that get financing, uh, being able to compete. Uh, we're also seeing sellers more open to closing costs, more open to making some repairs, things like that. Okay, that yeah. weren't happening last year. Yeah, we're when we have a contract come in, we're starting to notice more of that, and we're having people call and ask. You know, typically, what are closing costs running? You know, running right now, and and that's. A difficult question to answer because with the current market with interest rates, what we're seeing is that the the agencies, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginnie Mae, when the rates are coming out because of the uncertainty of, you know, the economy. Mm -hmm. So with inflation and um, all the different things that are going on, the lack of in inventory, which we're having some good inventory come on, but not, yeah. not quite as much as what we really need. Um, there is a little uncertainty out there. And then with rates jumping up as fast as they have, people are worried that um, there's going to be a lot of refinances down the road. And so the agencies are concerned that, hey, if we're lending this money right now, um, you know, they don't make money unless you pay it back over a, a good period of time. Right. A lot of people think that, oh, they're making money every single month. Well, unfortunately, because of the cost to do a loan, um, you know, that being the underwriting, the processing, um, you know, give selling when you transfer a loan we're paid money we get our money back plus we're paid a premium because we originated the loan and that is how a lender makes money it's not a lot of money yeah. but we make money and so the interest that you pay on a loan we have what's called an early payoff demand meaning that if it gets paid off in seven or eight months myself as a lender we're charged a fee and so what's going on is that these loans are no longer paying the kind of money to be able to support the originators or the people doing all the work to make the loan happen. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a little bit trying times right now. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things we want to talk about is rent versus buying. Is yeah. it a, is it better to rent or is it better to buy right now? Yeah. And what are the stats show? Well, you know, and I think to what you said about your costs, costs are increasing and things mm -hmm. like that. 
I don't know how any reasonable person wouldn't expect that to happen. Everything else in the world has gone way up. Yeah. And so how do you pay the same person to do the process, the loan? How do you, you know, it's going to cost more money. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you're out there making, uh, you know, whatever you're making twice as much as you were three years ago. It, guess what? It's going to cost you something. Yeah. You're going to give it up. Yeah. Uh, so it's just the way that things work. Uh, and and it's you know unfortunately it's just like an appraisal for example appraisers have all raised their prices um and they have to i mean the cost of gas um they the amount of work they have to do now um there was a lot of stuff that happened back in 2008 that caused the agencies to say hey if if you're going to do an appraisal we're now we're going to require this this and this and additional information so for instance back in the day we didn't have to verify somebody's tax returns now we actually have to physically verify those are the returns that they filed and that they've not committed any fraud. We have to do a soft pull on credit the day before closing to make sure someone's not acquired new debt because that can affect their debt to income. So there's a whole lot more that a lender has to do now than they had to do in the past. And all of those things cost money. I mean, nothing, unfortunately, is for free out there. Um, and so, you know, for a mortgage loan to happen, you've got to pay the mortgage originator, the loan officer. You've got to pay a processor, an underwriter. You've got to pay the agency. You've got to pay to get transcripts. I mean, there's a million, not a million, but there's a lot of things that happen in the loan process, and all of those things have gone up. Yeah. And then with the current situation with inflation and all of that. But, you know, all of that being said, we are in a great market. Um, we're in the Midwest um, where it's always been a little not – I don't want to say undervalued, but our cost of living is much cheaper than on the East and West Coast. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I have people that are come in from California and are just amazed at what $500,000 will buy them. It's yeah. a mansion to them. Um, and so we're in a great, great area. Um, and, you know, I think what we're seeing right now is unfortunately just the effect of, of nationwide inflation and, it's and growing what's going pains. on. It's growing pains. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get through it. Yeah, uh, we've both been around for a while and yeah. uh, seen a lot of this before. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's you know the one thing that we are noticing that is abnormal, not really abnormal, but I've seen such an increase in rents, mm -hmm. and it's just amazing where somebody was paying six, seven hundred dollars a month, eight hundred dollars a month, and their landlord has turned around and is. I've heard of one individual that increased most of his properties by. A minimum of five hundred dollars a month, but all the way up to a thousand dollars a month, yeah. um, which is just that's really hard for somebody to swallow. Um, and rents are still for a nice property are more than what you I believe you can pay a mortgage oh, on. Absolutely, I have one one client. She's got quite a bit of rental property and uh, and has had for twenty years. And the stuff that was getting it was bringing five hundred dollars a month is now bringing eight fifty or nine hundred dollars a month, and the stuff that was seven fifty or eight hundred dollars a month is now twelve hundred dollars a month. Yeah, uh, and that's in like a couple of years. Yeah, so and you can't blame. Yeah, you can't blame them either. I mean, no, they that's an investment for them, and they're needing to make money to cover the cost of repairs. I mean, just to get someone to go out right now and do anything is costing twice as much that's, as it did two years ago. Yeah, and guess what? The landlord's probably. I mean, this particular person borrows money to buy houses. So guess what? They're paying more in interest. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's not like they're putting all that money in their pocket. It's yeah. costing them more money to be able to provide that rental house. Most definitely. Most so. definitely. 
So, you know, the thing, I guess, Rhett and I want to kind of communicate um, to, you know, the people out there that may be watching this or listening to this is that, you know, even though it looks a little doom and gloomy, um, we're in a great area. Uh, we've got some, some great houses out there. Rates are, you know, they've jumped up a bunch. I mean, they're unfortunately more than double the, what they were in January of this year. Yeah. Um, they're going to probably continue to rise. But that being said, historically, they're still in the lower side of the historic average. And when you look at that, if you decide to buy, um, just keep in mind that, that there's going to be an opportunity for you to refinance that loan. Now, does that cost money? Yeah, it costs money to refinance. So if you go from a 30-year fix back into a 30-year fixed in four or five years, to be honest with you, you're throwing money away. You should really look at going from a 30-year to a 25 or a 20-year um, and not pay that five years of interest that you've already paid, paying it again, even though it's at a lower interest rate. Yeah. Um, yeah, know. and I'll, I'll just say, it's I was getting the kids back in school this year and all that, and I was going through some files, and I found a file for some old notes that I had paid off. And I started looking at them, and I was looking at 8%, 9%, 10% interest. Is, yep. you know, So we are still historically in low yeah. interest rates. Yeah. So people need to remember that. And uh, back to the, you know, it's, I mean, and I've got an interesting thing here about owning versus renting. You know, it's always better to be an owner. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's cheaper. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're renting and you don't pay your rent, you get evicted, right? Yeah. If you're in your house and you're having a hard time making your mortgage payment, the bank's going to work with you. They They're want try to work with they you. They don't yeah, want your house sure. back. Yeah. The landlord wants your house back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's always better. Well, and you, you, when you move out, if the market has done well, you, you know, you've got a lot of equity. I have a ton of people that sold their home this year or last year and cashed out unbelievable amounts yeah. of money that they were able to then use to either pay off debt um, if they've lived in their house for more than two years they didn't have the capital gains on it so they would they're able to pay off debt or they're able to um, invest in a in a nicer home a newer home um, and so if you you know I have people that have rented for 5 10 15 years and they'll tell me man I wish I would have bought a home a long time ago um, because you the day you move out you really just get to say goodbye to your landlord. You're not putting any money in your pocket, potentially. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get to make the home your home. You get to do the things you want to do, paint it, remodel it, you know, do all that good stuff. Yeah. So this so. is interesting. This looks at renting versus owning over 10 years. Okay? And so assuming that you put 10% down on your medium price house and you have a little bit of closing costs, the first year you own this house is going to cost you about nine thousand, about ten thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're renting. Uh, you're going to be paying. I think they figured this at about eleven hundred a month. And then also you and take the money, your ten percent down, and you invest that. Okay. Okay. So you're actually having an investment. Okay. Because the the thought process is you're better off to rent and play the stock market than yeah. you are to put your cash into okay. your house. Okay. So, owning in the first year costs you ten grand, and then renting and investing hundred percent of your your down payment and your closing costs, twenty seven thousand dollars is what you make in the first year. Oh wow! Okay, okay. let's fast forward to fifth year. Okay, you've made seventy four thousand dollars by owning your house. 
Okay. That's appreciation. That's the forced savings account that you're paying your mortgage every month, all that stuff. Okay. 74000 is what you make versus renting and investing is $52,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Looking at 10 years, you've made $206,000 versus $129,000 in the stock market. Okay. Yeah. So make almost twice as much owning your house than you do renting and play in the stock market. Yeah. And they, and there are people out there that will say, Oh, I don't, I'm never going to own a home. I lease a house, you know, can't make money. But because I've been in this industry so long and you have too, we both have seen people create enormous wealth through home ownership. Um, people that have, that own a hundred or 300 homes. Um, but that, to be honest with you is not, you know, that's not realistic for the average Joe. But I can tell you people, I have one right now, um, we're closing on their home, uh, what's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, tomorrow. And the home they sold on Wednesday, they only owned for a little over two years. They went in, did some remodeling, did some things, um, but they put a little over $100,000 in their pocket and they're buying another home that's gonna be a fixer upper and I guarantee that they'll probably put another hundred to $150,000 in their pocket. and so. Depending on you know what you want to do, even if you're just the average homeowner where you're not going to do really anything, yeah. just go to work, come home and do that, you're still potentially going to make a lot more money than what you would by renting a, yeah. renting a place. And I think they say historically you get about a 4% appreciation a year in yep. your real estate. Yeah. And I think the stock market's not that good. Well, you know, the thing to look at it, it's kind of almost like a compounding thing. Um, yeah. If you do a two hundred thousand dollar home, and you know you look at that four percent, well, there's eight grand the very first year. So now you're at two hundred eight thousand. Another four percent on that two hundred eight thousand. It just keeps going up. Yeah. Um, and the stock market's the same way, but you historically do not see the dips as often in home ownership as you do in the stock market. Yeah. Um, and you know really, uh, it, it is a great investment. And so, you know, if you're thinking about buying a home right now and you're worried about interest rates or the cost of the home, I can tell you one thing. I do not believe that home values are going to drop much. Um, you know, people didn't stop having children 30 years ago. And when you look at the average age of a, of a first-time home buyer, it's about 30 years of age. And so if you look at the new home starts, and what's happened over the last, you know, so many years, and you look at the number of people wanting to buy homes, there are not enough homes for the number of people out there um, that want them. And, and what that does is that just keeps that value either steady or it drives it up. Um, and so, you know, I people are like, I'm going to wait until there's a big drop or there's a, a huge thing. I, I just don't see that happening. No. I just don't see a major drop. Um, and I, I, and I'm not hearing any of the smart people talking anything about that yeah i mean maybe some slowdown maybe something like that but you yeah know. so here's a good example right now we active in our board there's about 1298 residential listings okay okay last year there was 958 oh wow and in 2020 there was 300 wow 2019 there was 2034 <laughs> yeah. so we're and, and that's that's going down you know but yeah. looking back into 2015, we had 3,200 houses on the market. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, to get anywhere close to a normalized market, we're still way low on inventory. Way low. Yeah. And and the problem that we run into is is that it's not that the builders don't want to build. 
But when you look at the cost of materials right now and the cost to borrow that money has gone up substantially, um, and, and even the individuals that are out there doing the work, I mean, their cost to get to that job site has gone up. Um, the cost to buy the tools that they need has gone up. And so now they're charging more. And because there's kind of a shortage, they're able to charge a premium. Yeah. I mean, and you really can't blame them. I mean, we're all, unfortunately, we, we all want to make as much money as we can, not in a bad way necessarily, but we would like to be paid what we feel like we're worth. Yeah. And there's just not enough tradesmen out there and people out there to do what's necessary. And then the people that are risking it, the builders, they're kind of stepping, some of them are stepping back a little bit because of the cost to build. So I just don't see us catching up to demand mm-hmm. um, anytime soon. I, I honestly don't see it in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Um, and so that is going to keep values high. And um, if anything, keep that 4 to 6% appreciation going. Yeah, um, and I think you know, you mentioned it earlier. People, it, the cost of living here is so good. Yeah, and we see this. I bet half the people we sold houses to this last month came from out of state. Yeah, so there's people flocking here. And I see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so this area is it's not going backwards. Yep, yep. So um, you know the big thing that we always like to point out um, is that. Working with a local agent and look, working with a local uh, loan officer is very helpful when you're trying to negotiate a deal. So if you're thinking about buying a home, um, you know, working with a national lender that is not here locally, where someone like Rhett can come into my office and say, okay, how's this file looking? What's going on? You know, we have the relationships with the local appraisers, the local title companies, um, the local insurance companies, um, the local real estate agents out there. and. It makes things flow a lot smoother. It makes it to where if there's four or five transactions hinging on this transaction, that the communication can can work to where everybody is more comfortable. Um, and typically, the cost is a lot lower. Um, you know, if you're working with an out-of-state lender, a lot of times um, their fees, their cost, um, how they have to order things, they're charging more money to get that. So it's critically important, in my opinion, to to work with local people um, to get a much better uh, experience if you're buying a home. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, so if I'm on the listing side now and, and you're my seller and I bring you four or five offers, and I mean, part of what I can, would go into consideration of which offer you should take is which lender the person is approved with. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't say names or anything like that on here, but you know some of these people I see on their pre-approval, and I'm like, yeah, we'd like your offer, but if you were working with a local lender, that would put you in competition. Yeah, uh, yeah. because it's such a big factor into having a good experience. It's such a good factor into getting a deal done. The mm-hmm. cost of it. Yeah, uh, working with somebody local is is clutch. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully. If, if anyone has any questions out there and they want to post a comment or put something, um, you know, I know we're live right now, but we're, we'll go back and answer those questions. Um, so if you have any questions about that, you know, as far as interest rates go, I really do believe that they're going to continue to climb a little bit. Um, what the government is trying to do is get inflation to slow down a little bit. Um, unfortunately, the rates were so good for so long that we're paying the price now. Um, but that still doesn't mean that you shouldn't consider home ownership or look into it. If you can afford the payment now, 
I believe your payment will only get better down the road through a refinance because if you look historically, whenever we've dealt with a, a situation of inflation, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, we always had a rough three or four years with rates and then there was a major drop in the interest rates, um, which kind of spurs a refinance boom. Um, but it's going to happen. And so with these rates climbing up like this, eventually rates will settle back down and drop and you'll have an opportunity to refinance and save a little money on your home. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's actually, I know it doesn't feel like it, but it's actually helping people because landlords aren't out there buying property because they're having to pay even more interest than what a mm -hmm. normal guy's having to pay. Uh, yeah. So there's less competition from landlords. There's less cash buyers out there right now. Yeah. And so this is this is putting people that need f normal financing into a better competitive position to buy a house. Most definitely. Most definitely. So hopefully we've answered your questions today. And we really appreciate you um, watching what we're doing. And again, if you have any questions, just get with us. Love to help.